T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it may be the nighttime. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local. And not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out with you here in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening with you for the full four. We ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much, but you want to listen in. Download the Odyssey app to one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, take the Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your DVD player, your projector, your transistor radio, whatever your device is, just download on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. Behind the glass, producing the show. I know he didn't work last night. It is Dylan Matthews. At underscore Dylon Matthews. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. We got two days worth of Dylons uh, in there. So, um, as uh, they say in the uh, uh, Jim Ross would does say, busier than a fruit merchant here tonight. We got a lot to, to get into. First off, happy Valentine's Day to everybody that uh, is out there. So, if you're out on the road, headed to a restaurant or, you know, whatever, a show or concert or whatever's going on out there 
in the world. Be safe, and uh, you know, we thank you for tuning in and being a little bit a part of our show here this evening. Uh, what is not good, though, is the Atlanta Hawks from last night. That was dreadful. I don't know if that's the bottom of the barrel for the Hawks this season, but that was a dreadful defensive performance from the Atlanta Hawks last night. And we'll talk some more Hawks and get into all of this, but 144-138, they lose. They gave up a season-high 144 points. The Hornets, who I think are, are they not Dylon? Are they not last in efficient in, in scoring efficiency or something like that or offensive efficiency? Like they're like last in one of those metrics for offensive efficiency. They shot 63%. They shot 54% from three-point land. They made 20 threes in the game. And the Hawks said no answer for them. They are second to last. Okay. So they're right there near the bottom. Only behind the Rockets. And they scored a buck 44 on the Hawks. And this whole season is maddening. And and we're going to talk about this in the next segment because I'm going to I'm going to single out a player even though it's not all his fault and everything for it. But okay, you you come off the road trip Five-game road trip. You handle your business as well as, you know, you probably could, two and three. Yeah, maybe you should have won in New Orleans, but okay. I mean, two and three, I'll still take that on the road trip. Then you come home. You take care of the Phoenix Suns. You take care of the San Antonio Spurs. And you're going to play the team with the fewest wins in the Eastern Conference. They had won seven home games this year. Seven. They had won seven times at home this year. Now they have, you know that they have 20% of their wins versus just the Hawks? They are 3-1 and one against Atlanta. And I think that they average 125 points a game when they play Atlanta. And by the way, Atlanta averages, I think it's, I think this, I think these, I think it's, um, 125 to 123 or something, or 122. Hawks scored like 122 points or 23 points against the Hornets. It's just that they give up 125. And that's just, we're going to look back and say, you know, why, why did we not get the sixth seed or a better seed or whatever? And it's going to be those three losses to the Charlotte Hornets. And and the thing is, the other team that has the fewest wins in the Eastern Conference is the Detroit Pistons. We're 3-0 and against the Pistons this year. Remember we had that very early in the year, we had that back-to-back games up in Detroit, you know, where we won, then we had a day off, and then we won again in Detroit, right? You know, the NBA is going to that cock the schedule thing about you know we got we got two of those coming up. like we got we got um Miami that we go at Miami day off at Miami and then against short, Washington yeah short and, and it's literally like it's back to back right exactly it's it's a four game road trip I, I don't know it may be five total games but 
Four of those games are Miami day off Miami and then Washington day off Washington. So they, they're starting all this stuff that – and the Hawks won back-to-back games up there in Detroit. Meanwhile, you know, I tweeted this out last night. The Hornets play like they're the 2015 Warriors against Atlanta. It's just ridiculous. It really is. You know, you had a lot of contributions. You know, DeJounte Murray, 20 points, four assists, five boards. Trey Young at 25 and 14 assists. DeAndre Hunter had 21 points and seven boards in the game. Sadiq Bey getting his first start for the injured John Collins. He was four of nine from the field, three of five from three. He had 12 points and five boards in only 21 minutes played. The one that kind of makes you scratch your head is Bogey. 31 minutes, 4 of 11. I know it was 3 of 5 from 3, but 4 of 11 overall. Had 11 points and 4 boards in 31 minutes of action. Should he have maybe played that long? But, again, there's just a lot wrong with the Atlanta Hawks. It's coaching. It's the roster. It's how these guys are playing. It's chemistry. It's... Whatever, whatever there's wherever there's blame to be had, that's the Atlanta Hawks right now. Oy vey. Because you completely laid an egg. Now you're 29 and 29, 14 and 18 on the road, hanging around in that eight spot. They'll have the Knicks at home tomorrow. You know, certainly could have been looking at a four and oh going into the all-star break coming off the road. Now you're just hoping for, you know, three and one. And, you know, again, the Knicks are right ahead of you. You got to, I mean, I'm not saying this is must win tomorrow night, but this is becoming one of those games that you got to find a way to win. Got to find a way to win against the New York Knicks. They're ahead of you. If you're going to move up in the standings, you got to beat some of these teams that are directly, you know, in front of you. You know, and Washington is not far behind, uh, you know, the Atlanta Hawks. So it's a real no-man's land. I'll talk more about this coming up in the uh, next segment. Um, Todd Munkin goes to the Baltimore Ravens to be their new offense coordinator. I, I remember when Georgia folks were telling me, oh, Munkin's not going to leave. He's he, he's he could be the highest paid, you know, he's the highest paid offense coordinator in the country and money won't be an issue and he's, He's not leaving Athens and all that. Well, sometimes the lure of the NFL is too much. And I th- certainly think that Munkin always had aspirations to get back to the NFL, which a lot of guys do. I certainly think he had all the aspirations to get himself back into the league. And even though they may have their quarterback, they may not have their quarterback, and whatever they do offensively, Sometimes just the lure of stepping up in, in league, it just is too much. Yeah, he's got a great in Athens. Yeah, he can write his own ticket. Yeah, he's making tons of cash and stuff like that. But a lot of those guys want more. A lot of those guys want a different challenge. They want to, you know, take their pedal their wares at the highest level. Well, the highest level is the NFL. Doesn't get much higher than that. So, you know, again, Mike Bobo's now the offense coordinator for Georgia. We'll kind of break that all down coming up at 9 o'clock. 
Um, obviously, a lot of familiarity with the with this staff that Kirby's got. With um, uh, Mike Bobo was the uh, offensive coordinator, and um, oh god, where my brain is just um, the the uh, the DC, the co DC with Glenn Glenn Sh- uh, Schumann, um, uh, uh, the guy from the guy that coached in Florida. Hello, Dylan. You are you? You're... I don't know what you're talking about right now, but I'm gonna find out. Will Muschamp. That guy, yeah, him. Yeah, even my brain dead state can remember these things besides him. See, this is what happens when I have these young guys that, you know, <laughs> these young guys that are doing stuff for their girlfriend like being traitors <laughs> online. We'll get to that at 920. Um, but Muschamp, Bobo, I mean, all those guys are legitimately Kirby's friends. And I, guess, I think was Muschamp a teammate uh, of his? I don't, remember if, I don't remember if they were – teammates at one time, but they're certainly friends. I mean, Muschamp and, and Bobo and all that kind of stuff. But, um, look, Mike Bobo's in a really good situation to ex- excel, and he's got all the best players, and he's not going to be hurting for personnel and things like that. So, um, you know, it was – what what the only thing that surprises me a little bit is that they didn't open up that job at all for interviews just to see who would come calling – for that particular job, but maybe they didn't want to be like Alabama who, you know, had like their third option as OC and things like that. So um, they just went with familiarity and, and Mike Bobo is now the new offensive coordinator. Uh, pitchers and catchers are down in Florida for the Atlanta Braves. We're like, what, eight or 10 days away from, from uh, the first spring training game or something like that. I mean, we're, we're like knocking on the doorstep of, Baseball season, you know, Sean Murphy was down there and he caught um, he caught Charlie Morton for a little bit in like a sim game or something like that, that, you know, they were kind of, you know, building some chemistry and things like that. So um, good to see, you know, baseball is uh, going to be back here. And uh, Derek Carr has officially been released from the Oakland, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders, whatever they're calling themselves. El Segundo Raiders or whatever they're calling themselves now. Can I tell you, I don't want any part of Derek Carr. I, I don't want any part of Derek. I personally, I think Derek Carr is a loser. I he's been to one playoff game. Now the other time that they went to the playoffs was that what thirteen and three team that had Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack and all those guys. But Connor Cook played in that game because Derek Carr couldn't stay healthy. But what's his only playoff? game that he played in was last year, not this past season, but when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, they lost to the Bengals, right? I believe it's loser, loser. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you, you, you got all that, but you couldn't remember Will Muschamp. Nope, but I had, that was a SpongeBob reference. I know that. SpongeBob was my childhood. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. Loser, loser. Yeah. It's going to be a long night uh, for me. So, um, but I, in all honesty, I believe that Derek Carr is a loser. I, I, I don't think he's a winning quarterback. can help you remember that. Now, now we're just, now, now we're like Marshall Parker. No. Stuff's just flying off back there. I didn't know there was an ad going. Because <laughs> I, I was going to say some four-letter word that I said to Marshall on the Sunday show, you know, the old Falcon flyover show. But I was trying to play the loser again, but then Nad started uh, playing. It was bad timing. It's gonna be gonna be a long night for me. Gonna be a long, long night. My brain may be just fried before we get out of here. So. I'll keep you entertained, Chuck. <laughs>
Uh, by the way, D-Led coming up at uh, 740. We'll talk some Falcons offseason with him. When we get back, the Hawks are consistently inconsistent, and this guy is sort of the poster boy for all of that. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 1990 Game, the Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make some noise! Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back with the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday evening with you. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey apps how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At JMCH316 on Twitter. At underscore Dylan Matthews. We will do a rank them uh, tonight. It is uh, coming up at 1040. So before we get out of here for the evening, we will do a rank them later on. But um, as we said, oh, we'll talk to D-Led at uh, 740. So about 20 minutes from right now. Talk some Falcons offseason. But as we said last night, you know, that was not a good performance by the Atlanta Hawks. And, you know, the Hawks have been just consistently inconsistent all season long. And I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but certainly DeAndre Hunter is a poster boy for all of that. So if I said to you that DeAndre Hunter has scored 20 points in four of his last six games, on the surface, you'd say, that's pretty good, okay? But this is the way that it goes 
for DeAndre Hunter. And I'm not blaming everything on him by any stretch. There's blame with all the players, all the coaches. Hell, I'm going to blame the ball boy. I don't think the ball boy is rebounding well enough and throwing enough chess passes. Okay? I don't think the guys who mop the floor do a great job. We're blaming everybody, okay? So it's not singling out one person. But go to the game on that Friday night on that road trip in Utah. Okay? They were in Utah on Friday and then in Denver on Saturday, a game that they were never going to win. But So on that Friday night game in Utah, Hunter scores 26 points on 10 for 15 shooting. He's 3 of 5 from 3. He's got 26 points, 4 rebounds. Then go to the next night in Denver. 7 for 15 still, 2 for 4 from 3. Scores 20 points and picks up three rebounds and four assists out of all of it. Then you get to the next two games, and it's the game in New Orleans. 0 for 9, 0 for 5 from three. The only three points that he scored were he was three for four from the free throw line. He had three points, four rebounds, and an assist. Then the next game. They come home against the Phoenix Suns, right? He scores nine points on four of 12 shooting, one of five from three. He didn't even attempt a free throw that night, scored nine points. Then the next night against Charlotte, right? Or a couple of nights again, or a couple of nights later against San Antonio, 24 points. Five rebounds, three assists, eight of 13 shooting, two of five from three. And then last night, 21 points on eight of 17 shooting, then shoot the three ball well, one for five, but was four for four uh, from the free throw line. In fact, he was 10 for 13 uh, in those against San Antonio in Charlotte. And I say that just because two good games, Two bad games, two good games, and it's that inconsistent play night in, night out. You get a couple of good games here, you get a couple of bad games here, then you follow up with a couple of good games, and then you got a couple few bad games. That's the Atlanta Hawks in a nutshell. And again, I'm not blaming DeAndre Hunter for all their woes and ills and everything like that, but Hunter's been a guy who's been – consistently inconsistent all season long. And that's what the Atlanta Hawks have been. And look, again, it's it's Nate's fault. It's the player's fault. It's the coach's fault. It's the owner's fault. It's the general manager's fault. It's the ball boy's fault. It's the hot dog vendor in section, you know, 226. It's, you know... Wherever you can blame somebody, everybody has to have some blame in all of this that's associated with the Hawks. And reality is, is that we're running out of games. Like, there's not going to be a lot of time left. And, you know, we were sitting around saying, okay, looking at the schedule, right, and you have to take the little blocks. All right, you did some decent things on the road. Maybe it wasn't. Perfect, but you know, yeah, maybe we should have been three and two, two and three. I'll accept that. 
Then you come home and like, okay, here's some winnable games. The Suns, who you beat by 30 on the road. San Antonio, Charlotte. Then the Knicks. You're thinking, okay, we can get at home, get a little hot, keep things rolling, maybe a four-game winning streak going into the break. And then now you're saying, okay, what are we going to be tomorrow night? You know, played well against uh, the Suns, played well against San Antonio. Those are two, you know, the the Spurs are a bad team. Phoenix is okay. I mean, they're in the playoff mix. And then you lose a game like this to Charlotte, and you're like, and you were a five-point favorite on the road, and you lose a game like this and say, okay, what are we going to be against the New York Knicks? What are we going to bounce back with? And that's the thing is that from night to night to night, you don't know what this Hawks team is. You don't know what they're going to be. Can I sit here and tell you that, hey, I'm guaranteeing a victory tomorrow night against the New York Knicks before they go into the All-Star break? No, I can't. I can't. I, I, I don't feel like I can trust them to say that after you just lost to the Charlotte Hornets, who had seven wins at home and is now beating you 20% of their wins are against the Atlanta Hawks. Three wins against the Hawks. I can't sit here and say that I can guarantee you that they're going to beat the Knicks tomorrow. I can't sit here and tell you that this player is going to play well. I can't tell you that John Collins is going to play tomorrow night. I can't tell you that Trey Young is going to play well tomorrow night. I can't tell you that, you know, if Collins is back, he plays plays great. Or DeAndre Hunter is going to play well. I can't tell you any of those things. I, I feel like that the only two guys who have been somewhat consistent are DeJounte Murray and Clint Capella. I feel like that those are the only two guys. You know, Bogey, I don't know what I'm going to get from Bogey. I, I, I have no idea. Is he going to go four for 11, or is he going to go five of six from three? I don't, I don't even know. And that's why we sit there and just flutter and flounder around and, you know, end up in the eighth seed where we're at right now. Because we get too inconsistent. Too many of our players are inconsistent. We don't coach very well. I mean, we. what did I always say about the Atlanta Falcons? That I long for the day when we have an advantage on the sidelines. And I never thought with Dan Quinn that we had an advantage on the sidelines. I felt like we were behind the eight ball every single week. That when we lined up, we didn't have a coaching advantage. Right now, I don't feel that way with Nate McMillan. I don't feel like we have any kind of coaching advantage when we've got Nate McMillan on the sidelines. But here's reality, okay? This is the reality of the situation. This is the roster that we have. They're not making any more moves, you know, barring and barring a catastrophic injury, and they got to go down to the G League and grab somebody. But there's no more trades to be made, no more offseason to upgrade. They're not going to get rid of the head coach. 
you know, at this stage of the season, they're going to roll with their players, roll with their coach. But something's got to change about the direction of this organization. And let me say it like this. I don't believe if you just, Nate McMillan and the Hawks just separate, that that solves all of your issues. I don't think Nate McMillan is 100% of why this team is not winning, why this franchise isn't better, why this thing hasn't come together. Again, when their starting five is on the court, they can play with pretty much anybody. When they get it focused in and dialed in, their starting five can play with anybody. They're not a great defensive team by any stretch, but they're a really high-caliber offense when they get everybody on the same page and they got things clicking. But it's night in, night out that this team is just so underwhelming. And, and you look at the Eastern Conference. You know, we talked about the idea of, we talked about this, uh, I think it was on Friday night, we talked about the idea of, you know, kind of their standing in the East. You know, the Knicks are two and a half games ahead of the Hawks. The Knicks are, or sorry, the Hawks are two games up on the Raptors and the Wizards. So four and a half games separates the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seed. And three games, you know, is the difference between the 6 seed and where the Hawks are at 8. And you would think that Brooklyn will take a step back or whatever, but, you know, they're still a pretty good squad. They still look like they're, you know, they have some pieces and parts. Yeah, they're not playing Damari Carroll, you know. I mean, they've still got some players in those trades that they made. But it's just frustrating to watch this team night in, night out, and you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if Trey's going to go off for 35 and 16 assists or whatever, or he's going to be 0 for 5 from 3. You don't know if John Collins is going to lay an egg. You don't know if DeAndre Hunter's going to lay an egg. You don't know if Bogey's going to lay an egg. You don't know how Nate's going to coach. I have a feeling that Tony Ressler, when this, however this thing ends, okay, even if it ends well, which, again, Coughlin's Law with Tom Cruise, nothing ends well or it wouldn't end, but... I have a feeling that Tony Ressler is going to do some soul searching about this organization and say, this is not working. And whatever that means, coaches, players, you regroup, you know, come summertime or whatever like that, you know, whenever your season ends. But I do think that there is going to be some semblance of reset with this organization. Because they're spending a lot of money, and they're not getting much back, and they're not coached very well. And this organization is just in the muck and mire and the goop and filth and everything. All right, when we get back, D. Orlando Ledbetter is going to join us. Talk some Falcons offseason with him. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. more John Chuckery. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show live on this Tuesday evening as we head into NFL offseason free agency coming up. we got the Senior Bowl, or sorry, the uh, Senior Bowl has passed us. The NFL Combine coming up, draft, everything in this offseason. Such an important offseason for the Atlanta Falcons. Seems like we say that every year. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. Let's talk to our buddy D. Orlando Ledbetter. He, of course, is the beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering the Atlanta Falcons. AJC.com is where you catch all of his work and follow him on Twitter at AJC. As always, D-Led, appreciate a few moments uh, here as we get ready to get into a busy offseason. Sure, no problem, John. Thanks for having me on the show this evening. So let's start with this. Um, If we assume, and, and I guess we assume that the Falcons would be interested in bringing Caleb McGarry back. First question is, would that be accurate? And I guess the second question would be, would they be willing to use a franchise tag on Caleb McGarry if they can't get any kind of long-term deal done? Um, I would say, uh, uh, yes, they would want to bring him back. Uh, he did enough last year to, to show that he can function this offense, still had uh, issues against pass rushes, though. Uh, but, you know, they, they can play with him. Uh, uh, no, uh, that, that, that franchise tag's a little too sweet for him. Uh, I think they want him back, but they want him back at his at, at their number, not, uh, not a market uh, deal. You know, I've talked about this on the show, D-Led, that by the time they fill, you know, and we know that they have the second most amount of cap space to spend behind the Bears, Fifty-six million. Then, if you cut Marcus Mariota, it's another twelve million. But really, a lot of that money is it not going to get spent by just rounding out the roster? I mean, yes, you might have some money for a big piece or two, but you do have to kind of fill out the roster just with all of the guys that were on these one-year contracts. And you know, there'll be guys that get more money year over year. So you know, it's not like that we're going to get all of these top tier free agents. A lot of that money's got to be spent just to round out the roster. Does it not? Um, no, they got enough. They got enough to get two or three guys. Uh, you know, that's how I'm going into it. And some of those guys on the roster, they'll just say goodbye to them and move on with draft picks and other players, uh, that they may deem better. 
Um, the only I think you know I got him ranked as Rashawn Evans being the number one guy to keep uh, for them, and then it's nobody on that list that you just gotta have. Um, you know, uh, McGarry could be replaced with the eighth overall pick. You got a couple tackles uh, uh, from the Big Ten that could be sitting there at eight. Um, you know, and you can go after Payne. I'm hearing Hargrave might, uh, you know, cost you a lot, but he might break free from Philly. So you're just trying to see who's going to break free and how you can upgrade your team. There's, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, this wasn't like they built, the, you know, the Packers in two years here so or the – or the you know the Lombardi Packers or anything or the Steel Curtain. So yeah, you're looking to improve, and uh, a lot of that's going to be on the streets. D. Orlando Ledbetter joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline. Of course, Falcons beat writer for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. So we assume obviously that Marcus Mariota will be cut. So what do you think the plan is for quarterback behind Desmond Ritter? Signing a veteran drafting a quarterback at some point. What do you think the rest of the plan behind Desmond Ritter is to do with that position? Yeah, uh, twofold. They'll draft They'll draft somebody, uh, you know, that could uh, fit his skill set just to, you know, have insurance there. And I think the smart and wise thing to do would get a, another veteran that could come in and, uh, you know, get you through a game if you need to, uh, if something happens to Desmond. Uh, they're definitely going to add to the quarterback room. They said that, uh, and I expect them to, uh, you know, maybe do something later on in the draft and uh, certainly uh, be uh, active in the uh, veteran free agent market. I don't know if they go after Carr, but, we did, you know, we didn't know they were going after Deshaun Watson either last year. So we're going to stay tuned and keep our ears to the ground here and what's going to be a very busy offseason for the Atlanta Falcons. So one of the other things, too, would be, you know, if if we can go get two or three big pieces, and, and we assume, obviously, a lot of defensive line help, but, you know, I really want to continue to improve this offensive line, and I look at left guard as a spot that they need a definite upgrade, you know, next to playing, you know, when, you, when you're playing next to a young center, which I'm guessing that they're going to either roll out Dolman or Hennessy at center next year, it seems like left guard is one of those places that they could use a serious upgrade. And could they possibly spend some cash there? I mean, get get somebody of of merit like a Nate Davis or somebody like that to to bring into this offensive line. Well, they um they're of a scrap heap group. They're a scrap heap group, uh, John. Uh, as far as how you put your lines together, um, you know. Um, my time with the Packers, they spent first-round picks on their guys. Dimitra spent first-round picks on their guys. Chicago, they piecemealed their line together. And uh, when we were talking to Coach Smith over the offseason last year, we were like, hey, what are you doing with the line? You haven't done anything. And so they, he takes it from the Redskins that, um, you know, in his time with Joe Gibbs, you don't have to spend a lot of high picks on offensive linemen. You can coach them up and get, um, get uh, you know, uh, get production that way. And, you know, what he did this year with them, uh, Coach Ledford and them kind of, you know, shows you which way they're going to go with that. Um, you know, you got to have a left tackle, but uh, they think they can, you know, create the rest of the line. So I don't think, uh, you know, we're going to see any money spent there. Hmm. That worked out with Jalen Mayfield, didn't it? Oh, sorry. Um, anyway, um, D. Orlando Ledbetter joining us on the WaitFord.com hotline, Falcons beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. What do you think happens to the second cornerback spot? Do you think that they keep 
Casey Hayward? Do they still continue to upgrade? Do they go free agent, draft? What do you think happens with that second cornerback spot? Yeah, they like Casey. Uh, you know, they'll give him a chance to come back. Uh, you know, you, you kind of got to get Isaiah Oliver signed, too. Um, you know, you need three corners. And you don't have three corners. So, uh, yeah, you, you got to keep him and then keep uh, searching for upgrades, whether they're in the draft or in free agency. You know, they went from, uh, uh, you know, they went went to, to Casey from the kid that uh, was drafted by Washington and ended up with the Giants last year. He had played a 1,000 snaps. So if you can upgrade, you upgrade, and uh, you got to have three. You really got to have four or five corners because they're going to get hurt. And we saw what the fourth and fifth corner looked like this year, and uh, that wasn't very good. So with that, you know, there's been some guys that have been mentioned about being on the trade market at, at corner. Um, do you think that the Falcons – would dip themselves into the trade market to upgrade somewhere? Would that be something that, you know, we don't certainly see a lot of trades in the NFL, but with the money that they have to spend and, and maybe being willing to take on a contract, you think that they could dip themselves into the trade market if they could really upgrade somewhere? Yeah, I think so. They're not going to leave, uh, uh, you know, any avenue closed. It have to be pretty clear and uh, won't have to uh, cost them a whole lot of capital. Uh, they have been, you know, really, uh, you know, stubborn about their draft picks here, uh, kind of stingy, uh, you know, although they did lose a pick with uh, Brian Edwards last year, uh, trying to upgrade the wide receiver spot. So, yeah, they're going to try to trade and, uh, you know, and, and sign free agents. They're still going to do the one-year deals with some people. Uh, but, um, yeah, with this group, you got to look at all avenues, and that's where we're going to, um, you know, uh, you know, be paying attention to this offseason. The Orlando Ledbetter, Falcons beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joining us on the com hotline. You know, I, I've read all of the we, – we've had Arthur on the station. I've read his comments from uh, the Super Bowl and media days and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, dissecting a lot of it, where do you think Arthur Blank is right now? I mean, is it playoffs or bust for this organization, or is it still just a matter of – you know, showing improvement, getting above 500, and just letting the chips fall where they do? Or do you feel like it's a playoff or bust scenario for the coach, for the GM, or anything like that? No, I think it's very important to get to the playoffs. I don't think he's going to fire them if they don't get there. But, yeah, that's this, this season is set up for them to go to the playoffs. You know, you can sugarcoat it uh, any way you want to. Uh, the division's down. They're uh they they're appointing up. They may have a quarterback. We don't know. Philadelphia didn't know if they had a quarterback last year at this time. So yeah, if the um you hit on all those variables, you should be in the playoffs. Uh, if you don't and, and you're close, you make a lot of ground up. Then uh you know that's solid footing. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's playoffs or bust in the sense that you know you're gonna fire them if they don't get there. But, yeah, um, you got to go into this season think, ha thinking, hey, the Falcons have to show a return to respectability. And in that regard, uh, you want to be in the playoffs and be able to compete for a championship. I mean, the Giants made the playoffs, but they weren't going anywhere. But they did lay the foundation. They got them a playoff win. Then they got dusted off and got kicked out of the playoffs. That might be, the, you know, that might be progress here in Atlanta after five seconds five consecutive years of not making the playoffs. 
So with regard, again, to the quarterback position, you know, the one thing that Arthur Blank wasn't really committed on, and I understand why he did this, but, you know, he didn't necessarily commit to Desmond Ritter that he's our quarterback one and, and all this kind of stuff. You know, and you talked about getting a veteran. I, I want to see like a veteran, you know, maybe like a mid-tier guy like a Jacoby Brissett or something that could push Desmond Ritter for a starting job and obviously hoping that he wins out that job. But if they don't get this right, then, you know, what's the pl- – I mean, what's the plan, I guess? Because, you know, a lot of this season is truthfully going to hinge on Desmond Ritter and his progress and the the idea that he's going to be probably quarterback one going into this year. Yeah, no doubt. If they don't get it right, they decide he's their guy, they can't improve, they don't go Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, all that stuff that doesn't happen, uh, you know, then if he, he's not any good, then they'll be drafting a quarterback again. John will be on the spin cycle like Tampa Bay was for years. So, um, you know, once you get the quarterback right, you you – uh, have a chance in this league, and uh, you know some teams get it right, uh, and and you know some teams don't. And a lot of these, you know, these guys, uh, you know Kyle Smith and uh, you know Ryan Pace, they've been in places where they were on spin cycles with the quarterback. You know, coming from Chicago and Washington, uh, you know, so so they picked Trubisky over um, Mahomes in Chicago. So um, you know, hopefully. Uh, Terry got lucky in New Orleans where they got Drew Brees and they were able to ride for 15 years with the quarterback. So, um, you know, collectively, them are the hierarchy uh, personnel guys. Hopefully they can get it uh, right. You got a coaching staff that can play to his players' strengths, um, you know, and, and that's where they're at right now. But if they, they, they kind of tipped their hands last year that, uh, you know, going after the Watson, that they're going to try to improve the team in any way they can and at all costs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if Ritter can play, they can get a, um, you know, spike up in his uh, play like uh, the Eagles deal with Jalen Hurts, you know, hey, then you're ready to roll. But if, if it's the opposite, you're, back, you're in that quarterback spin cycle mode like uh, the Washington football team's been for years. So last question for you, D-Led. So based upon that, do you – I mean – we, we believe that Arthur Blank was the driving force for trying to pursue Deshaun Watson. Do you think that he kind of – I don't want to say mandates, but do you think that this is more about him pursuing, a, a whether it's Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr or whatever like that, versus what Terry and Arthur – I mean, I know that they want to upgrade and they want to be better, but – is it more pressure from Arthur Blank potentially to dip his toe back into the high-caliber quarterback water? Yeah, no doubt. They try to hide behind this collaborative uh, uh, you know, decision-making process talk uh, and that they all got to be on the same page and so forth. And we know traditionally, you know, uh, uh, Green Bay was top-down. Ron Wolf was the general manager. Mike Hogan was the coach. Eventually, Holman got mad and left, so he went to Seattle so he could pick his own players and stuff. Uh, but the Falcons are, are trying to say everybody's all on even footing and even playing, and uh, it's a collaborative effort, and so nobody gets to take the blame when it doesn't work out. So you just throw everybody under the bus. Uh, so, you know, we, we don't really know. So uh, you just got to um, 
the owner has a say. They meet with him a lot. He's informed, uh, you know, and they're trying to, you know, make a coalition and have, uh, you know, everybody at the table, kind of the, you know, maybe too many cooks in the pot type of deal. But that's how they're, that's how they're rolling. And uh, uh, the owner, the GM, his assistants, the coaches, you know, everybody's on the hook uh, for, you know, getting the quarterback situation correct here. Follow him on his Twitter page, at AJC. He covers the Atlanta Falcons for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you check out all of his work. And D. Orlando Ledbetter, join me on the WadeFord.com hotline. D. Led, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes tonight. We'll talk again here soon. Sure, no problem, John. Thanks for having me. You got it. John Chuckery, we'll be back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.